This podcast is a segment of the book, Godly Grit, scheduled for publication in late spring or early summer 2021. It will be available at Amazon as a Kindle ebook, in paperback, and as an audiobook. The belief and demand that you deserve to be worshipped is the stronghold of adoration. The enemy whispers, and the enemy knows when we are vulnerable and when we are weak. The enemy knows what to whisper, and when we are in pain, we listen. The enemy's whispers are lies that encourage us to focus on ourselves during times of anguish. With the stronghold of adoration, the enemy exploits another one of our weaknesses, the desire to be worshipped. When it comes to adoration, the enemy has many helpers, because not only do we desire to be worshipped, but we were also created to worship. If we do not worship the one true God, we will find a surrogate God in royalty or celebrity. This worship of false gods is not the stronghold of adoration. It is the stronghold of idolatry. The stronghold of adoration occurs if you are the focus of the adoration. This stronghold is one of the enemy's favorites. Lucifer himself was banished from heaven because of the stronghold of adoration. He was created and gifted by God to be a magnificent being made in beautiful perfection by God's hand. We learn in Isaiah 14 verses 12 to 14 what happened to Lucifer when he pursued adoration. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning! How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations! For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Humanity, like Lucifer, desires to be above God. We seek our own glory and not the glory of God. John 12, verse 43. For they loved the glory that men could give them rather than the glory that came from God. The stronghold of adoration is different than the stronghold of narcissism. You can be entirely bound by the stronghold of narcissism and never leave your room. The stronghold of adoration is narcissism that craves validation from others. Humans are worshipers. God made us to be complete when we worship Him. If we do not worship God, we will find something or someone else to worship. We adore our gods, our heroes, and our idols. Adoration is the demonstration of respect, showing reverence or strong admiration. Adoration means to give worth to something, to worship it, or to bow down. Adoration is due to God alone. It is a manifestation of submission and acknowledgement of dependency. We are dependent on what we worship.
What we worship defines who we are and where we can go in times of trouble. Hebrews 12, verse 28. Since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights His heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe. When it comes to the stronghold of adoration, we need to be aware of several things. We need to be mindful of what it means to worship, what we worship, the value of worship, and the dangers of seeking to be worshipped. With this foundation, we can then look at the disastrous impact of adoration and what to do if we are caught in its claws. What does it mean to worship? The essence of worship is found in Proverbs 3, verse 6. Become intimate with Him in whatever you do, and He will lead you wherever you go. Worship is not found in a building, a liturgy, a body position, a meditation, or an act of sacrifice. Worship is the acknowledgement of God in all of your life. This intimate relationship with God will transform you. Do you want godly grit to sustain you during times of turmoil? Do you want to be able to stand in trials? You will get the strength you need from what you worship. A God of gold or celebrity will leave you weakened and discouraged. What is the value and purpose of worship? Worship focuses our attention away from ourselves and in so doing expands our awareness of possibility. In other words, you become more like what you worship. If you worship a celebrity, you will attempt to look like them, wear their clothing, or buy the products they promote. If you worship the one true God, you will find the godly grit to defeat the enemy, find and use your voice, and be part of building His kingdom. What you worship affects the capacity of your grit and resilience. Worship impacts your morals and values. Worship encourages personal transformation. We look to what we worship to get insight into how we should be living. If you worship God, you will move in the direction of developing godly morals. You will have a foundation for your morality. If you worship a man-made idol, you will have no basis for morality. If you worship a celebrity, well, you will probably end up confused and disappointed. The celebrity you worship is often two different people. The star has a stage persona, and then there is the real person, the one the public rarely gets to see. While in medical practice in Northern California, I was a volunteer physician with Haight-Ashbury Free Clinics providing medical care at rock concerts. The time spent backstage gave me a glimpse of the two lives of celebrities. One of the all-day shows I worked on was an angry, rebellious event at a ski resort. The music was in-your-face rebellious, the crowd was intoxicated, and our medical team ended up busy all day. The medical area was backstage, where the musicians were gathering and preparing. 
The performers had access to all the alcohol they wanted, and yet I did not see one musician at the beer tent all day. What they promoted was one thing, but what they were was another. They knew if they lived the lifestyle that their music encouraged, they would not survive. I spent considerable time that day talking to several of the musicians about healthy diet and exercise programs. Worship builds community and social identity. We view ourselves as being inferior to what we worship. This humility in the presence of what we worship is a social glue that knits us together. Worship will change your perspective and how you can impact the world. Worship will adjust your priorities and values in a way that has a meaningful impact on the world around you. Worship will allow you to rest in God as you acknowledge that He is in control. Worship prepares you for prayer and gaining a meaningful relationship with God. Worship will open the doors for God's blessings. I have witnessed multiple times in my work with addiction patients that the moment they take a step towards humility, the blessings start to flow. God is eager to bless those who are willing to be humble. Considering all these benefits of worship, shouldn't you want to be worshiping all of the time, as reported by David in Psalm 92, verse 2? At each and every sunrise, we will be thanking you for your kindness and your love. As the sun sets and all through the night, we will keep proclaiming, you are so faithful. Victory is a product of worship and praise. So whatever your battle, approach with a mindset of praise. Psalm 18, verse 3. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Worship is soul-satisfying. Meditate on Psalm 63, verses 1 to 5. O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Worship brings joy. Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Worship will strengthen your faith. Romans 4, verse 20. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Worship opens up our God-given potential to a God-inspired renewal. Romans 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. All of these incredible benefits of worship are lost if you are the one seeking the adoration. You may have accomplished some feat of excellence 
for which you receive public recognition and admiration. There is no harm in this. We should use our godly grit to achieve greatness, but we should not be using that platform to gain self-indulgent worship. A dose of public adoration can go to your head as quickly as an injection of heroin. Be very careful and remain humble. Strive for excellence, but leave the devotion to the only one deserving, God. After all, He is the one who gave you all your talents and abilities. Three groups in our society are the most vulnerable to the stronghold of adoration. We have our cultural gods, heroes, and idols. Our cultural gods are those who have reached the status of celebrity. Among this group are actors, athletes, royalty, and some of the super wealthy. Those in this group who use their position to gain public recognition get trapped by the adoration stronghold. As they're adoring public, we see their fame, wealth, class, and glory as something to be desired. What we do not see are the consequences of living in this social fishbowl. A cultural hero is one who expands the sense of what is possible for a human being. We look up to these people because of their accomplishments. They help to define the limits of our aspirations. They are those who have worked for what they have and become influencers because of their sacrifice, education, training, devotion, and availability. They do not seek public recognition, but could use their position to gain adoration if they choose. Within this group are many narcissistic individuals who use their position to seek adoration. These people love to either be loved or feared. The problem with this source of worship is that the bar-defining hero keeps moving. In my grandfather's day, a hero was someone who graduated from college. In my father's day, a hero was someone who graduated from medical school. In my day, a medical hero graduated from medical school and worked in a problematic, remote part of the world. Today, there is very little room for heroes in the field of medicine. Cultural idols are people with natural gifts of talent, beauty, and charisma that are envied by others. We may not have many cultural gods or heroes, but we have many cultural idols. There are a few in every family and every classroom. These are the people who seem to have an extra dose of favor. They are more beautiful, humorous, intelligent, talented, charismatic, or athletic. They do not struggle to gain acceptance. They are tempted by adoration, even if they do not knowingly use their abilities to seek adoration. If you are a cultural god, hero, idol, or seek to be, you need to be aware of the pitfalls of the stronghold of adoration. Adoration makes the impact of all of the other strongholds more significant. Just look at the tabloid covers the next time you check out at the grocery store. Fame is an accurate predictor of misery. Adoration appears to be a positive platform when, in reality, it is a snare. 
you no longer have issues you can keep private. Look at the list of strongholds. Every stronghold will be worse if you are a person who is adored. You will feel more isolated, struggle more with meaning, feel emptier, tend to be more bitter, struggle more with greed, have greater difficulty with shame, and on and on. The enemy loves it when you are adored, and especially if you feel you deserve to be adored. Striving for adoration can foster greed for glory. This greed quickly becomes consuming because adoration is very addictive and is only gratifying briefly. You live frantically chasing a fantasy you can never catch and hold. Fortune and fame will never satisfy for long. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 10 He who loves silver will not be satisfied with silver, nor he who loves abundance with increase. This also is vanity. Seeking adoration multiplies and reinforces the destructive impact of narcissism. After all, if everybody says it is all about me, maybe it is all about me. Perhaps I am bigger and better than others. Remember, this world we create that is all about us is a tiny, lonely world. We need to be part of something bigger than ourselves if we hope to survive and thrive. Another result of living as the adored is that you quickly lose your sense of authentic self. Adoration and the subsequent loss of privacy can result in a loss of authenticity as there is a felt need to give to your adoring public what they want and not your authentic self. With this loss comes increased isolation, mistrust, dysfunctional adaptation to fame, drug addiction, and often untimely death. Fame and celebrity can change a person forever. It alters your reality and worldview in a way that crowds out love as one loses the sources of lasting joy and peace. Once this form of adoration is experienced, there is a tremendous pressure to maintain the adoration flow. This pressure to hang on to the adoration and maintain a degree of perfectionism is beyond exhausting. A celebrity living with excessive performance stress will often turn to drugs and alcohol for both the euphoria and the necessary productive energy. The addictive power of the combination of adoration and narcissism is often fatal. Yet, we are still attracted by the lure of wealth, access, preferential treatment, public adoration, and the desire to be part of an exclusive club. Remember what Jesus said about seeking glory in Luke 9, verse 24. For if you choose self-sacrifice, giving up your lives for my glory, you will embark on a discovery of more and more of true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourself, you will lose what you try to keep. In contrast to the words of Jesus, if you live your life to seek glory, you will lose your life. The enemy's lie is that if you seek your glory, you will find it 
and your life will be better. He wants you to believe that more money, power, prestige, celebrity, influence will solve your most profound problems. Yet, we all have an insatiable thirst within us that will not be satisfied with fame, money, power, drugs, or alcohol. What does the Bible say about seeking adoration? In Proverbs 29, verse 25, we read, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever leans on, trusts in, and puts his confidence in the Lord is safe and set on high. Those who are addicted to adoration become afraid of losing the attention of their fickle fans. They become afraid of the people they do not know. They are caught in a snare. What must be done to tear down this deadly stronghold? The first step in approaching this stronghold is to admit that it is a problem, and that problem is much bigger than you. Cravings for adoration are more significant and more potent than cravings for alcohol or any drug. If you do not humble yourself and seek God's help, you will never have a chance to overcome the stronghold of adoration. This stronghold is a trap that very few escape. Pray that God will show you your heart and the path back to seeking and serving Him. Wash your mind and soul in His Word regularly. God created us to seek Him, love Him, and love others, not to be consumed with loving ourselves. Continue to pursue excellence, aware that God alone is worthy of worship and adoration. Colossians 3.23 Put your heart and soul into every activity you do, as though you are doing it for the Lord Himself and not merely for others. Seek His glory, not your glory. Be conscious of the enemy's lie who wants you to believe that it is all about you. Seek the glory that comes from God. If you look with humble eyes, you will see the glory of God everywhere. The heavens tell us of the glory of God. Psalm 19, verse 1. God's splendor is a tale that is told. His testament is written in the stars. Space itself speaks his story every day through the marvels of the heavens. His truth is on tour in the starry vault of the sky, showing his skill in creation's craftsmanship. If we seek personal adoration, we will be blind to the glory of God. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. For their minds have been blinded by the God of this age, leaving them in unbelief. Their blindness keeps them from seeing the dayspring light of the wonderful news of the glory of Jesus Christ, who is the divine image of God. We were not made to be adored. We were made to experience the wonder of worship of the one true God. This is why we exist. We live in a time of increased cynicism, distrust, confusion, and skepticism. We have lost trustworthy role models, the role models that point to the glory of God and not the glory of man or human achievement. Use the talents and abilities that God has given you 
to be that positive role model. Do not use what God has given you to promote yourself. Psalm 37, verse 34. So don't be impatient for the Lord to act. Keep moving forward steadily in His ways, and He will exalt you at the right time. This chapter concludes the section on strongholds. I am sure there are many more strongholds than I have listed. These are the 20 most common ones that I have observed in thousands of patients I have seen in over 40 years of medical practice. Take some time to consider what strongholds are currently holding you back and use your godly grit to set aside those weights that so easily rob you of your peace, kill your voice, and destroy your legacy, and strive for all that God has for you.